This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Now what I'm going to read you next may upset some of you, but it's absolutely true. There are loads of facts. The public hasn't been informed. The time to start is now. They know this is real. I believe they know more than they're letting on. And I believe they have a good reason not to make it all public. Welcome back, listener, to The Pod Is Out There, until the government shuts us down. We're recording live from Roanoke Island. We swear to tell you the truth, and nothing but the truth in this podcast. My name is Gamma. And I am The Nose. I am Slick. And on today's episode, we'll be talking and discussing about the Michigan Dogman. But first off, we have some paranormal news, which I will be reading to you today. So, in Oregon, um, five bulls were found dead, and uh, the story just gets a little weirder. See, the just reading from the article, this is in Salem, Oregon. The first dead bull was found in a timbered ravine in eastern Oregon. There was no indication it had been shot, attacked by predators, or eaten poisonous plants. The animal's sex organs and tongue had been removed, and all the blood was gone. Poor cow. Poor cow. And there, that's five different cows on separate occasions, all like that. That can't be all a in coincidence. Recent, recent that's baloney. <laughs> that's baloney. I like oh it. I like you, Slick. Uh <laughs> Let's see. Uh, there was no uh, tracks near the car- carcasses. Um, law enforcement suspect that someone killed the bulls, and ranch hands have been advised to travel in pairs and go armed. Law enforcement would say that. Freaking government conspirators. It's true. It's true. They don't want us to know the truth. Nope. But we of the pod is out there want you, the listener, to know the truth. Which is that we don't know. We don't know what the truth is, but we want you to know that that's probably not the truth. Exactly. Um, later in this, um, here's here's a quote from uh, the um, the owner of the cows. His, to, to lose a completely healthy animal would be an oddity, Marshall said. To lose five young, very healthy, in great shape, perfect bulls that were all basically the same age... That is so outside the bonds of normal activity. Marshall suspects the bulls were darted with a tranquilizer and then knocked out. While some people act as lookouts, others bled the animals by inserting a large gauge needle into the tongue and into an artery, then removed the organs after the heart had stopped. Um, and then uh, another one of the workers says, Personally, I would lean more towards the occult, where people, for whatever reason, whether it's a phase of the moon or whatever rituals they're doing with their beliefs, are coming to different areas and doing that. See, I'm all for you, like, doing some sacrifices and stuff, but leave the poor animals out of it. Right? Especially if they don't belong to you. If you want to, you know, practice different rituals, use your own chickens. Get your own bowl. (laughs) Right. That's bullshit. Did you guys see my video the other day? No. Okay, so we were Pokemon going at like 10 p.m. it was, I believe. And we went to the park, and there were like a bunch of people with like sticks on fire. And they were just in a circle, like behind their cars. And like we parked to get the gym or whatever. And um, they like all looked at us. And one of them started like walking up to us with his like fire. So we like skirted out of there real fast because it seemed like some cult stuff was going on you there just got sacrificed <laughs> yeah that's pretty scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i uh 
I remember one time I was in a uh, CVS parking lot. This was when I was in California, and I'm walking into the CVS, and you know how you kind of walk through the parking lot, you kind of look at the cars? Yeah. Well, one of the cars was a clown. There was oh a clown God. in the car? Just, just a clown in the I car, can't. and like this looked like not like a regular like happy clown. This looked like maybe like a ICP kind of gigolo kind of clown and it was just literally staring at me and i was terrified that's uh, nope don't fuck with clowns don't fuck with clowns wait can we say the f word yeah we can say the f word oh sweet fuck yeah (laughs) the government can't shut us down for the f word (laughs) no freedom of speech we're we're not bound to the rules of the fcc (laughs) (laughs) the government has no control of our thoughts or our minds of our words Good thing we have these tinfoil hats. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, do we want to get into our, our topic that we chose today? Yeah, let's get into uh, the dog man. All right, cool. Uh, so I guess I'll start. The dog man is something that I've known about for a long time, I think. I just wanted, Did you guys know about it before I told you about it? I did not. I, I had heard a little bit about it, but I hadn't really heard a lot about it. Okay. Because the reason I know is from where I'm from in Michigan, undisclosed location, government. Uh, it is northern, more northern though, and the dog man is a big deal up there. And it's a very like every Halloween, it's a big story. Or you know, they play the song every year that's been made. But then every seven years, what or no, ten years that ends on the seven, which is supposed to be the alleged time the dog man comes out it becomes even more of a thing so it's just something that a legend that i grew up with let's go into the history of the dog man knows do you <laughs> want to go into that yeah um so the history as far as i know is the first sighting was um uh, i believe it was 1887 between mm-hmm. uh the first reported sighting or the first sighting that people talk about uh, it was a bunch of uh, lumberjacks that were just, uh, they were chasing what they thought was just a dog in the middle of the woods. Um, I think it was at night, so they couldn't really see it. And when they finally got it trapped in a log, you know, they went to try and go, you know, get it out. They started poking it with sticks, and all of a sudden, it let out a shriek that did not sound anything like a dog. And I believe it started to come out and stand up, and that's when they ran away. But, uh, you know, and also the biggest thing with it is that no one's ever been reported to be injured by one or uh, killed. It's just whenever the uh, it just seems that everyone is just very frightened by it every time. Yeah, I read I that um they like to like come out at night when people are like in the forest and just kind of stalk them, not like hurt them. Yeah, just stare at them or like stalk them to scare them, but they never really do harm. Yeah, I don't. I I think the only stories where there's harm involve like um, sightings that happen on a road, where like someone sees sees it while they're driving and that spooks them and causes them to crash. So it's nothing that the animal isn't attacking. It's just the the sight of it has uh, spooked someone to uh, crash their car. Mm. Um. So another. So, <clears throat> the dog man has been part of Michigan lore for a very long time, really since the that story that uh, the nose talked about. But it was kind of <clears throat> it was kind of on the back of people's minds, not really in the forefront until uh, the uh, I think it was the '60s or the '70s with Steve Cooks. I believe the '70s. '70s and '77. Um, a radio DJ in uh, northern Michigan um, basically wrote a song about the dog man, about these encounters, and um, he uh, did it initially as an April Fool's joke, but people, like af- after playing it a couple times on the station, people would call in to the station and would um, tell the telestation about their their dogman experiences and kind of brought up uh, dogman fever essentially in the area and 
the uh, the recording itself got really popular um, at the time. <clears throat> um, and also, the interesting thing about it is that he claims to have made the song with no knowledge that that was actually already a folklore. He says that he recorded it just you know as an April Fool's joke, and then all of a sudden he realized that you know there was actually a thing called the Dog Man that people believed in around the area. So. Uh, they and a lot of his story, like in the song, he he gives um, different examples of sightings and things, which he some of them are from the stories that people have told about the dogman itself, and then some of them are also taken from uh, other stories that have been told about other animals, such as like uh, Bigfoot sightings and um, other you know paranormal sightings that he just turns into dogman sightings. Maybe he's the dog man. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he's just covering his tracks. Exactly. He's got them feet of dog. Dog feet? Dog feet, yeah. <clears throat> um, so another thing about that. <clears throat> don't, so, don't die, Gamma. I won't die. The government's giving you the plague. I know. I got I to gotta stop drinking in those chemtrails. <laughs> um, yeah infiltrating my sweet sweet air not your air not my air anyway so um what's what's really interesting in in what i guess we haven't really brought a description of of the dogman as much um from most accounts it's a very very tall like seven to ten foot creature that is mostly the body of a of of a dog with a very long snout, but stands on its hind legs, um, and its uh, arms, as it were, are kind of elongated, and have uh, long claws. Um, what what's really interesting about that is a lot of people don't think that's either like a skinwalker, a wendigo, or even like uh, a werewolf, like a lot of people believe that this is a separate creature altogether. Right. Well, I think also what separates it from a werewolf is that the uh, description of a dog man is that it doesn't change between man and dog. Is that it is always a dog man. Right. And and with like skinwalkers and uh, wendigos, especially wendigos, that is very tied into. Um, Native American um, magic and and uh, and shamanism. I think for a Wendigo to become a Wendigo, there has there has to be an act of cannibalism. I don't believe the, that's the same case for a Skinwalker, but it's it's both are are involved with with magic, and so I think because the Dogman exists as a as a entity that was not not born a man. Or or woman, um, but was always what it was. That kind of distinguishes it against other types of dog-like creatures. Mm-hmm. Can I say I really like the way you say skinwalker? Skinwalker. Just say it real, just real slow. Skinwalker. Not that, not that slow. Skinwalker. I don't know. You just you say walker weird. Walker. Wa- yeah, walker. Walker. Wa- Wait, how do I say it? Walker. Walker. Maybe I say it weird. Skinwalker. Walker. 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 Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Off traffic. Off topic. The nose. You're leading me astray. Follow your nose. <laughs> the food eats taste. A glows. <laughs> I don't remember what, what it was. <laughs> what are you talking about? The, the Fruit Loops. The toucan. Oh yeah. Toucan oh. Sam. Yeah. He's not a dog man. He's just a, a toucan. What if he was a dog man? What if he's a toucan man? Oh shit! He can oh talk. God. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you got slick? Kind of like w- about what you're saying. This is mic. yep. Okay, okay, <laughs> About like what you were saying. This is kind of like what people think, or like how, or what people think, how they came about. Or how people... Okay. Yeah. yeah, I understand what you're saying. So, like, back in the 1860s, the Cheyenne Native American tribe um, 
there was like a group of warriors known as the dog soldiers or dog men mm-hmm. and they um they would spend years studying to become like one with the dog spirit kind of thing and people think that the the US killed off the rest of the tribe but people think that some of them like some of the dog warriors or dog men survived and now shapeshifted into what's now the dog man and like they roam the woods and the um swamplands now so that's just an interesting gotcha. story of how they could have came about yeah and it also kind of corresponds with another thing i read um uh it was actually steve cook who the guy who wrote the song he talked with uh, an elder from the ottawa chippewa tribe and uh they what they believe is that it was a uh, a uh, shape-shifting skinwalker tribe who got stuck between both, you know, their their uh, animal and human forms. So, I mean, that kind of corresponds with right, that a little yeah. bit. So there could be some truth to it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I really find, uh, like, Native American folklore very interesting and, yeah, and honestly very, very scary. Right. Like, it's some of the scariest folklore I've seen in... Like, at least with their monsters. I don't know why, like, other, like, um, other cultures and monsters are, aren't as scary to me, but, like, the Wendigo and the Skinwalker are definitely mm. something that seems just to be more scary. And, 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 you know, Dogman just also seems to be a more kind of a scary creature in general right. as far as cryptids go, which is kind of a change, change of pace with, like, uh, Bigfoot. A lot of people confuse or not confuse but but see the the dog man and bigfoot are generally close in appearance from what people's reports are so a lot of people can mix them up um and i personally i think the dog man is just a little scarier than bigfoot yeah me too yeah i mean well i think also just the idea of dogs i mean you never you don't really see people have horror stories about bigfoot it's more just people looking for bigfoot where with dogman there's people that if they say they've sighted it they say it was like the scariest thing they've ever seen in their life right and honestly from what like depictions we have of bigfoot and of dogman i think i'd be more afraid of a dogman i'm actually shocked about how many like stories there is yeah, i didn't a expect lot. there being that many stories of like encounters absolutely um and you know there there's actually um a lot of a lot of dogman stories come from the like the upper midwest michigan wisconsin ohio area but when i was doing my research that there was a lot of uh european and it's kind of like grown throughout a lot of a lot of the world as these kind of creatures or or even just the nomenclature for this kind of creature has more leaned towards dogman over other other names right there's also even uh you know two stories that are very close to our current undisclosed location that is mid left michigan i think that's how you where we would put where we are but uh there's one of a, a hunter who was out uh or no he's a fisher um and as he was fishing some wild dogs came up and you know started to harass him a little bit so he started you know he shot a rifle in the air and they all left besides one who stood up and just stared at him and then and then ran away um as well as a girl who was outside of her house trying to sneak a cigarette as the kids do and um you know she noticed a a light on in the barn and as she went over to it she realized that you know looking in that there was a a huge dog creature just standing there staring at her as she looked in so I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, stories, like I said, it was, it was really, you know, something in northern Michigan that we uh, heard a lot about all the time, but now, you know, reading that there's a lot of just sightings out all over the place, all over Michigan, like you said, all over the world. So what do you think is more believable, Bigfoot or or Dogman? I don't know. To me, I feel like Dogman is back to the Native American closer right yeah okay i I feel like i can hear myself but i don't know anyways but i feel like 
dogman could be maybe like a spirit of the Native American and like it just shows up to like stalk people and like haunt people but it's like really not a real it's not not that it's not real but like it just comes in a spirit form it's that's not why it can be everywhere in Michigan it could just appear in spirit form to haunt someone and then it just disappears that's something I just thought of I don't know I like that idea yeah actually I just saw an article today about the idea of Bigfoot being a spirit uh, versus being physical and I think I I think that makes sense to me yeah same he's a ghost Bigfoot a ghost foot a ghost foot <laughs> but um, uh, he's a spirit in like in what way like um like how uh like what slick was just saying with with uh bigfoot being appearing at all different kinds of places and yeah like bigfoot bigfoot and um dogman dog, yeah. how they just they appear all over michigan and yeah. i've seen stories of other places too it's not just michigan uh-huh. yeah. but like forest areas mainly mm-hmm. and and sasquatch is also a native american right creature so it could they could just have multiple you know like dogman spirits from the native americans mm-hmm. and maybe they're just haunting woods or yeah and people just come upon the spirit and not yeah. actually a physical dog man well also if you think about it like um when we think of spirits and ghosts uh, we tend to think of them haunting their place of residence right and you know back in the pre-colonial america um native americans didn't really have the same kind of concept of of uh property ownership and they were more nomadic right so it would make sense that if these are indeed spirits of those people that it would be a wandering spirit and not tied to a specific location right uh, like we traditionally in in a western thought think of ghosts and spirits for sure that also does make sense in the fact that um I mean, no encounters with either of these, I mean, encounters that can be verified and believable have ever ended an injury or, or harm to the person. They might, you know, it's always, you know, with Bigfoot or Dogman, um, there's the scariness factor to it, but there's never the, the injury or the physical factor. So, I mean, if, you know, spirits are never, there are, you know, it's malicious spirits in the sense that they can harm people or they have harmed people or there's the, the chance or if you believe it or not that they could. But, um, I mean, every most spirit that people believe in are usually not able to interact with the physical world in the way that we see in, like, ghost movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what spirits do. Like, um, Dogman, he just stalks people and, like, stares at them. That's kind of what spirits do in like a lot of stories they just kind of like haunt the person and like follow them and try to scare them so it would make sense to me if it was just like a spirit or a ghost absolutely and and i do believe that spirits can interact physically um depending on there has to be enough like energy and stuff exactly and because like you see so many stories of you know dog man leaving scratches on um, doors or you know bigfoot yeah like messing with a camp spirits in general like leave marks on people a lot absolutely right yeah but i think it has to do with like the energy i don't know they feed on the person maybe Mm -hmm. and maybe you know maybe that's why some people are more um, susceptible to seeing spirits while others seem to repel spirits maybe it has something to do with their natural energy um like um i like a magnet like some people have could have like a positive uh positive magnetic um energy and then say another like a spirit has the same same kind of energy they would repel each other right and then maybe some people have the opposite where they attract now i really want to go into like a, a spirit and ghost like 
episode of the podcast. Literally maybe, same. No. Maybe that's next next podcast yeah. uh, episode. We'll this do makes spirits. me want to like go to a like Native American reserve <laughs> and like play a Ouija board and some. some, <laughs> yeah, let's, some do it, let's do an on location podcast. Literally yeah. though, like we should. <laughs> that oh would be God. that would be fun. We should That'd get a crazy. Ouija board and do it on the podcast. Oh wow, that would be that really would be scary. Really but I would love to do that. <laughs> that would be intense. So, um, let's, uh, let's read some, uh, actual, actual encounters of, of Dogman. Um, do you guys have some you'd like to read? I've got a couple. Uh, most of I had were the ones I said already. So if you have a couple, I'll, I'll let you, uh, read them off. I have a couple too. Yeah. Uh, Slick, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and get started? Or I can, I can, I've got one pulled up right here. Okay, you go first. Yeah, let's see. Uh, this is from a website. Um, what's this website? Griswoldmountain.com. It's one of those uh, websites where it's a black background and bright neon green text, so it's very hard to read. Okay. So I copied it onto a document so i can read it a little bit a little bit easier very early 2000s yeah very very early 2000s is that it looks like the episode or like the the website that <laughs> that bella swan and twilight goes on to figure out if if uh edward's a vampire or not yeah absolutely not that not, not that <laughs> i don't think gabe has any idea what i'm talking about but no i don't <laughs> okay so for this all one... you lady listeners you know <laughs> you know Okay, so this is from a David uh, Cahoe, um, posted on uh, the 25th of November in 2008. And then he says, The way that this story all fell together for me is just way too weird for this story to be untrue. About three years ago, my cousin Mike and I were dropping off his girlfriend after and her friend after seeing a movie. It was about 11 o'clock, and we were going down this long gravel road that stemmed off an, another backcountry road. The long gravel road was about two miles long, and it led directly to his girlfriend's house. It was basically her driveway. After dropping them off and heading back up the driveway, we saw something off the side of the road about 100 yards or so away. At first, we just figured it was some sort of animal, so we flashed the brights on and off to scare it away. Once we got cl- closer, maybe 20 yards away, we realized this wasn't anything we had seen before. Whatever it was stood up. Its back was massive and hunched over. Its legs were very skinny, and when it looked at us, its eyes glowed in the headlights. Scared to death, I just looked down. I didn't want to look at this thing. I was way too terrified. My cousin and I both sat there panicking. Do we turn the headlights off? What if we lose sight of it? Do we just turn the car off and let this thing walk away? What if there's another one and we can't get the, we can't start the car and get away fast enough? Do we hit it and keep driving? What if we don't kill it and it sits on the hood and tries to get in the car? As we were, we both sat there in terror. I continued to watch it out of the top of my eyes. There was no way I was going to look directly at this, or if there was another one, I don't want to see it either. All I could really see was see of it was its skinny dog-like legs and its massive upper body it stood there for a second and on and then just walked into the woods on two legs up until a while ago i when i told people about it i told them that the only thing i remember were the ways its eyes shined back its large hunched over back and its skinny dog-like legs when my cousin and i talked about it we just tried to conclude that maybe it was a deformed bear or something. We had never heard of the Michigan Dogman before. The part of the story that gets weird is when I was talking to my friends back home just a few weeks ago. We were trying to get together uh, a ghost hunting trip for when I came home on leave from San Diego with the Marines. I was online searching for Michigan hauntings and Michigan paranormal activity when I came across a story, story called Michigan Dogman. The police reports, the witness accounts, the drawings, everything matched perfectly. It was crazy to me that other people had seen what I'd saw that night. It had been about three years since then, and it was insane that just 
and it was insane that just now I'm finding such a perfect explanation. So that was, again, that was from a uh, um, David Cahoe from 2008. Spooky. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's interesting, like, he hadn't even heard about this the creature itself before right. when he had when he had seen the creature weird stuff yeah also in the in the background of the of the website i'm seeing the the gable film which is a uh, probably something we should talk about it's like a one of the most um i guess compelling with quotation marks or uh, around it uh uh, ev- piece of evidence for the dog man, but that has also been something that's been uh, found to be faked, and I, I believe the people that made it were found as well. But uh, it's supposed to be a, a video of the dog man getting up and running away from the camera. So, you know, in classic Bigfoot style, where right. it's all shaky and you can't really pick, make anything out. Right. The video is garbage to me, honestly. Like, it does dogman doesn't even come in until like the last like maybe 30 seconds of the video really it's like just a bunch of snowmobiling like people on snowmobiles like driving around and like and then it randomly cuts to somebody like chopping wood out of nowhere mm. and then it cuts to someone like driving their truck and on the side of the road is this like big dog like thing so he gets out of his car to like try to like get a better look at it mind you the the quality of the um video is horrible and like it's not stable at all so you barely can see anything and then you get like one little glimpse of it starting to run at the person and then the person panics and gets back in their car and that's Mm. all you get to see you barely can like make out what it looks like interesting the fact that there's cuts in the video just makes me think that it was it was like just some sort of either a hoax or maybe like someone trying to make their own little monster movie or right or yeah. something you know because like why would there be if you found evidence of an of a creature that you weren't sure what it is why would you cut together other bits of the video into it you know why wouldn't you just have that and then send that around or have that be shown yeah and you know the three of us have kind of a a video background and you know it's so easy to fake something for video oh right and um you know that you know you can fake shakiness you can actually just physically shake the camera to make it look like you're just walking around like you can you can do so many things with with you know stuff that was around when the when the video was taken in the 70s like like this could be very easily easily uh, faked and um you know like you said the fact that there's cuts whoever put it together obviously knew how to put video together and edit that so there's probably some indication that maybe there was some fakery going on i want to share the onstar story yeah yeah okay uh this is an audio recording so we will we'll uh, start it i'll read you. the um description first yeah, go ahead then. and then we'll play it for the, the listeners okay so, the famous dogman OnStar attack occurred in Troy, Michigan, back in 2006. A man was driving down the road when suddenly what he described as great big dog that was standing up appeared before him. He instinctively swerved to miss the creature. Apparently, it ran out in front of him and ended up running off the road and flipping the vehicle over on its side. He and his passenger were not injured, and he was able to get assistance through OnStar. And here's the OnStar recording. OnStar Emergency, this is Kyle speaking. How can I help you? Hello? Something just ran in front of us on the road. We're in the ditch. We, We rolled over. How many people are in the car, and is anyone injured? There's two of us. I, I, th- I don't think we have any injuries. Is the car on its top or wheels or what? No, it's kind of sitting on its side. Hold one moment, please, while I contact emergency services. Okay.
Okay, the state police should be on their way in a few minutes. Is everyone still okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. What ran in front of you? A deer? I, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was big. It looked like a great big dog. Standing up. Was it a bear, maybe? Maybe, I don't oh my god! Oh my god. That's Riveting. creepy for sure. It was yeah. creepy, but it's just so hard to take anything for face value, though. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Everything can be faked. Do we do we know the source on that? Like, was there a news article, or was that just posted to the internet? This is from Ranker dot com. It's just a website with a bunch of different um, dogman encounter <coughs> stories. Okay, I'm I'm gonna look at more into finding the actual OnStar thing. Yeah, that, you know, as scary as that sounds, like, you know. Like, it's believable until that last part where something barks or, like, growls and, like, they mm. scream. Right, That's yeah. what makes me feel like it's kind of faked. I yes. don't know. Yeah, Spe- especially if the um, the call made the end call noise and the operator... Is still, is still trying to talk. Right, yeah. Like, it, if he he is a a worker of OnStar on their their call center, he would know what the that sound is, and that means, like, why would he start? Right, that, that's where it kind of gets gives me, like, the, the storytelling kind of vibe, or, like, the film vibe, you know, where... Right, someone made up a you, story. Yeah, you put, you put in a little bit something that makes the story more... It makes it more creepy, but doesn't make sense in the real world. Right. And, you know, you, you kind of want the story to be true, but at the same time, you you don't. Because if it is true, then those those two people might have gotten hurt or, right. you know, and, and it's well, really they interesting. Hmm? They did. They did, for sure. Um, I do have one. It's a, uh, this is an account from a sheriff. Um responding to an animal disturbance call call and it's 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 very very intense so i'll go ahead and play that now i got a call i worked in a rural county for about 50 miles west of dc um of an unknown animal disturbance and our animal control was off duty so like 8 30 at night and our game wardens they cover like two counties no one was available they sent out to the call um it was pretty Pretty deep into the county, it was a real road. Uh, probably took about 20 minutes to get there. I, I thought it could have been a bear. Our dispatcher wasn't too clear what it was. Uh, inclination was large, possibly a bear in the area. So I had my shotgun, brought it out with me. I knocked on the trailer. There was another, you know, other trailers around. It was an older trailer in a real rural area. It wasn't very lit. I made contact with the uh, complaint at the trailer. Basically, it said there was some sort of animal or something near their porch, making a lot of noise, scratching, and whatever the guy said, he said he didn't think it was a bear. I said, what do you think it was? I don't know. It was just really big, and it was not a bear. I only saw it for like a second. He was terrified. Um, you know, I'm very familiar with bears. Most bears are going to run away, make noise, they go away. You can go scratching on your trailer. There's no garbage or anything like that around. Nothing right near his trailer. There was no garbage right there. So I asked him to keep everybody inside. Do you have any dogs or anything? Keep them inside. Where are your closest neighbors? Do you have any problems like this before? Uh, do you have any guns or anything like that? Just keep everything inside. Let me check the area. I'll come back, knock on your door, and announce that I'm there. So I walked around the trailer. Didn't see anything. This is probably about 8.30 at night. Pretty sure it was like November. The ground was very hard. There's a wood line probably about 50 feet to the left, almost parallel to the front of their trailer. Probably about 25 feet above that, I heard some sound like a really hard rustling of leaves. Um, there was, it was pretty decent visibility with my tail light. I could see um, the leaves were falling, and I saw this object. Uh, every bit of hair on the back of my neck stood up. Pretty much wasn't believing what I was seeing. It was literally, I lit it up, and it almost absorbed the light of my flashlight at first. 
it was probably between eight and nine feet tall. It was just literally a foot inside the wood line. What I remember the most about it, it had the longest forearms I've ever seen in my entire life. It was black. I saw one pointed ear. Didn't look anything like a bear. Uh, it wasn't chunky like a bear. It was extremely wide. As it started to go away from me, I was lighting it up. I noticed it almost had a taper to its back. Didn't notice a tail or anything like that. I, I just quickly flashed down to the legs. It looked like they were bent like a dog's legs would be. And I just put it right back up. And this thing just kept walking. It didn't slow down, didn't hesitate, didn't turn my way. I lit it right on the side of its face and it didn't even look at me. It's like I didn't even exist or didn't even care. I have a shotgun in one hand. I'm trying to line it up under my shotgun with one hand and I got my shotgun in the other hand. So I'm kind of moving it with my shotgun so I can see what I'm firing if I had to. And basically, it, evidently I lost track of it for a second where it moved fast. It, I heard leaves rustling, but I, I lost track of it. I literally walked towards inside the wood line. It was about 45 feet from the trailer. And I was very, very scared at the time. Right. And I uh, didn't see anything. There was bushes in another deeper forested area, probably about 100 feet away from that. I was, it was probably the scariest I've ever been in my entire life. I was so scared. I uh, well, eventually, when I got back to my car, I got extremely nauseous and I couldn't stop shaking. I, I went back to the trailer and there was no footprints. I've been in the woods, I've worked for environmental conservation in a different state. I didn't see any uh, foot impressions. Uh, this thing literally had the longest forearms I've ever seen, and it was like a curled up claw. And I noticed that brushing against the tree, that's what scared me more than anything. Because it's the way this thing's forearms were. Bears don't look like that, bears don't walk like that. And uh, like I said, I saw one ear sticking up. It was like a tufted ear. It looked like it was a tufted ear. I can't say it looked like a Doberman, like a lot of people say these things were. It was sticking up with a big head, and it had a muzzle. Without exaggeration, it was at least eight inches long. Brent, he was, initially he was parallel to the trailer, but he was probably like maybe 20 feet going away. I lit him up. He didn't even care I was there. It was like it didn't even matter. I mean, it, it was very startling. I'd already racked my shotgun and my finger was right on uh, the button to take off from safety. I was just uh, startled to death. I, I didn't even think about shooting it, to be honest with you. I was petrified the thought of shooting it. My biggest fear was it coming back. <laughs> a biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. So what do you think about that? That's pretty, I mean, pretty spooky, pretty believable, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, especially coming from, you know, a sheriff. You know, you you can't trust law unless they actually are telling the truth. Exactly. Yeah. So, do we have any last thoughts about the Dogman? We should jump back into, like, Dogman versus Barefoot. 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 What did I say? Barefoot. Barefoot. Cut that. <laughs> you said Barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot. Bigfoot. My bad. <laughs> so what do you think, Dogman versus uh, Bigfoot? Well, I just read online that there's way m like there's more um, Dogman encounters in Michigan than Bigfoot. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I believe Dogman more kind of than Bigfoot. And plus, recently, I haven't really heard anything about Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like falling out, you know. Bigfoot doesn't have the clout he used to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, I, I I like going back to what we were talking about earlier with with the Sasquatch and Dogman being being like spirits. Like, I, to me, that is believable. I mean, it, it really, I mean, all the different encounters and things, you know, all these different people who said, you know, when I see it, they have said that they've seen Dogman or dog the Dogman or a Bigfoot, that it doesn't interact with them really it just kind of does keeps doing what it's doing i mean that's kind of the whole point of a spirit is you know a spirit just keeps doing what it's what it was doing and it's normal you know what it did when it was alive and so the fact that you know that that sheriff showed a light on it it just kept walking or any other encounter story that you hear where it just kind of looks and then keeps walking that kind of makes it seem like a, a, a plausible uh explanation 
Absolutely. And personally, I just think Dogman's a little cooler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Dogman can beat up Bigfoot any day. Yeah. <laughs> My Dogman can beat your Dogman up. <laughs> <laughs> My Dogman's got more power than your Bigfoot. No. My Bigfoot's power is over 9,000. Oh. Too old. Too old of a reference. I know. <laughs> We're too old, guys. We're not hip with the young kids. <laughs> we don't... We all we all talk in lol speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I think that's going to wrap... Oh, wait. Oh, what? We should share... Do, do you... Do either you have any, like, stories or, like... Of any not encounters of um dogman, but like encounters in the wild of of like animals or something that spooked you. Because I have a couple, but yeah, why don't you I was go ahead and you uh, tell your story, and yeah. then and then okay. uh, we'll go from there. So should I disclose the location that I was at? Do you think? Yeah, I think it's fine. Actually, one was at my house, so cut that too. Cut that. <laughs> I mean, they don't know where my house is, <laughs> so. I was like, it was like later I had my friend over at my house and it was like nighttime and I live like surrounded by trees, literally like in a forest basically. And we just wanted to like walk in the the woods like late at night because we were like young and thought it was cool. And that was like when I first found out about Slenderman too. So I was like already like scared shitless, you know, and we were walking and we barely even got like to where the woods actually like really start and like we heard this giant like screech and we just like took off running back to the house we later confirmed with my dad that it was probably like an owl or something but it was like loud for an owl like I've never heard an owl screech that loud you know and then my second one what me my brother and my cousin were all hiking in Houghton Lake at like this um like nature reserve park thing but it had like a frisbee or disc golf course too so we were playing disc golf and um all of a sudden we heard like sticks and branches breaking and like some like cat like thing just hissed and growled at us and we think it was like a mountain lion so we like ran back to the car it was like maybe a half mile run and like we didn't know where it was we didn't see it at all we just heard the sticks breaking and that just like hissed and growled at us wow. so Dang. i'm just waiting for one day dog man gonna <laughs> attack me or yeah, something right have bad luck with this <laughs> yeah no honestly for you know because i live in a very like wooded area too and like for as much as like as a kid how much i went out in the woods and even you know me and my friends we would try to go find like spooky stuff at night or during the day or anything like i've never really had anything too like scary i mean we've always had like rustling and stuff like around the woods like in you know when it's dark out around us that like we couldn't really see or figure out what it was but never anything scary um one time at my house uh me and my mom were just sitting there and all of a sudden we we just hear this thing that just sounds like a like a girl screaming and we just and like it wasn't just once it just kept going like the same kind of like sound and we're like that like what is that like we couldn't tell if it was like someone outside of our house just like messing with us or like a recording that they were playing at us or something um and so i started i knew already that bobcats made a sound that kind of sound like screaming but i looked it up and that didn't sound the same as what we heard and so i kept looking at the different animals that might make that noise and i finally found it was a it was a fox that was making the noise but still it was just it sounded human it was huh. strange yeah um, I seen online that some people describe, um, dog man's sound kind of like an infant, like screaming. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Like, like a baby. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of that movie Annihilation with the bear. Um, did, have you, either of you seen that movie? No, I haven't. The, the concept of the movie Annihilation, there's this area where like DNA is like being rewritten actively. And this demon-like bear killed one of the previous, uh, one of the, the characters. And when it attacks again, its growl has changed to, like, a distorted version of her voice uh, as uh, she's, like, screaming for help. 
And it is very spooky. It's like the Predator, kind of. Kind of, yeah, but like not intentional. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Creepy. You know, I I wish there were more Dogman movies, like actual feature films, because when I was thinking about it, like that whole whole uh, encounter back in the in 1887 with the Lumberjacks mm-hmm. would make a really cool movie. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, I was just putting in my, my fun fact that uh, that movie was filmed right next to where I live, and my friend's dad is a paramedic in it. The one movie that was made that isn't <laughs> very good, but we watched it anyways because his dad was in it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he says, like, two lines, and he was really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 a, it's a fun story, and it's it's fun to talk about, and especially it's one that is... Not really talked about a lot. So right, it's, it's yeah. nice to talk about something that is, is kind of an, a new experience for a lot of people. Yeah, especially something that is very Michigan-based. You know, there's not... I mean, there's a lot that comes out of Michigan, but there's not a lot of, uh, you know, very, like, folklore and things like that that come out of Michigan. So it's cool to have something that, you know, is, is based around us. Absolutely. Actually, never mind. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of folklore that comes out around Michigan. Mackinac Island's haunted. Yep. Detroit's got the Detroit Devil. Never mind. There's a lot of things. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of that just comes from how closely this area is tied to Native American culture. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, every every other city is is a Native American word, or and you know, there's there's several native american reservations around here um michigan itself is a native american word uh so it's it's just something that's really steeped into the local culture uh and i I just find that exciting yeah yeah for sure yeah lots of folklores yep and we will talk about a lot of them if we can oh yeah maybe we can just like go into like a whole native american episode like all the and try as hard as we can not to offend anyone. Yeah, maybe <laughs> not do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that is what we have for today. Uh, this is Gamma signing off. This is The Nose signing off. This is Slick signing off. See you all next century. Got to <laughs> throw the government off. They, they don't know now. <laughs>